party time. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. What day is it? It's Wednesday, right? Oh, my God. We're hump day. All right. Uh, we're going to get right into it. There's a lot to talk about because there's a lot of people to talk to. Uh, and uh, I want to encourage you guys, before you uh, before we get too deep in this thing, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. Save on annual subscription. And also, uh, we've got some huge things coming up that you're going to want to be a subscriber because you're not going to get some of the content that's coming unless you are. So make sure you do that. And uh, I would be remiss if I didn't remind you to go to chadpratherlive.com and catch me out on the road. All right, over on the couch. It's a full couch. Look at this thing. Give me a wide shot of this bunch of this sea of humanity over here. Ian Crossland from uh, Tim Cast, and I, this is like a whole slew of artists over here. I like this, man. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Texas. I'm glad you're here. Oh, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, we're gonna have fun today. Yeah. You. So you, if you're doing Tim Pool's show, does that mean you have to live in West Virginia? Um, well, I guess technically not, but <laughs> it, the, the commuting it's convenient, sucks. Yeah. So I like living near the office. Yeah, and that's what Harper's Ferry. Yeah, yeah. We're like ten it's minutes. A beautiful east area there. up there, though. Oh, it's so nice, dude. Yeah. The weather, the air is so clean. Like when you go from big city living to living out in the in the wilderness, it's yeah, like lifestyle, life changing. The way it, I think it's the brake dust in the cities. It's so <laughs> thin and fine that it, it goes through the alveoli in your lungs and yeah. right into your bloodstream. It's, it's like wearing an N95 mask, oh. but just you know, just breathing in the fire from it. But we'll talk about that some more. But that's that's a crazy deal. I know when we came up there, I felt like we were coming into find like finding our way into the bomb shelter up there. It's like no taping. You're being watched. You know, you're coming through into the gate and stuff. It's, it's high security stuff, or at least you give that impression. So. Yes. Yeah, it's a pretty cool deal. Sarah Gonzalez, that everybody knows, of course, you haven't been on the show in a minute. I haven't, and I apologize for that. Okay. When I say a minute, it's been like six days. Yeah, well... I'm yeah. not sorry, actually. Never mind. I take back my apology. All right. You're very shiny. You're like a disco ball today. I like that. Thank you, I think. Yeah. What's that shirt you're wearing? Don't mess with mama. Don't mess with mama, which you can find at realwomensclub.com. Oh, look at mm. us. Look at us with a business. It's going to get there one day. And then, of course, uh, America's favorite actor, straight over from Britain, <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Marsden. Dude, this has been a long time coming. It's been a long time coming. Having yeah. you over here. So we're going we're gonna to chat. Uh, and then you and I are going to do an overtime segment where we're going to uh-huh. really dig deep into the to the ills that are uh, Hollywood and this entertainment culture and stuff that's blackballed all of us mm-hmm. that have ever had anything to do with it, but you specifically because that's you you actually had a big a lot to do with it. So that yeah, world of entertainment me. they got me back in the day. So yeah, it's a tragedy. Oh well, I got big plans for us. Big, big, mediocre plans. It's gonna be fantastic. I love dude. the bigger, the more, the the bigger the mediocre plans are, the better. <laughs> dude, you know, I think you and I have talked about this. Sarah certainly knows this. I I am mediocre at a lot of things, but I found <laughs> that if I put them all together, it's reasonably talented, and it's somewhat entertaining. You the know, some is greater than the whole. It, it, basically, the that's the way it goes, Ian. I mean, you just put it all together, <laughs> and people keep showing up, and they and the crowds get less and less every time I go to a city. But it's okay still paying the bills at least at this would point would you stop no 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 self-deprecation is where it's all at he's I very humble ask. he's very humble yeah I, being humble. humblest can, can i just ian you're wearing the perfect shirt Thanks. to be in texas yeah. awesome. did you already have that or did you buy it i already had it yeah wow i had a smaller one and then a friend of mine uh christian mengala yosef mengala's grandson actually traded me his are you serious yeah. <laughs> 
Wow. Good friend of mine. I haven't seen him in <laughs> Wasn't years expecting that. That's yeah. a heck of a connection. Shocking. And it's an example of like, don't hate someone because of their name or the symbol or whatever. Do you still have the name? I, I think he wants to change it because of the stigma, but I was I always like, why? I could imagine. Yeah. Yeah. The nonsense, be your best self. You are you. You're not yeah. your grandfather. Wow. Well, That's wild. Well, Prince so Harry you, did dress sure. up like yeah. a Nazi back when he was still a prince. I mean, you know, you could do things like that, blackface and be a Nazi grandson. I agree. I want to repurpose the swastika back to what it was before the Nazis stole you know, it. That's an interesting thing, and a lot of people don't know it. They don't know that history. The Wheel of Life. Yeah. It was like a Hindu symbol of the turning of time and the... I think it was like a reverse one in the, the other direction, but it was that same concept. And then the Nazis were like, we're going to use this beautiful symbol to get people to follow us because it's a beautiful symbol. Yeah. And it's just like a, you know, I don't want to make things out, but like a rainbow. I think like about this rainbow. with a rainbow. Like, yeah. Just because it's beautiful and it has a great connotation doesn't mean it can't be used for nefarious purposes mm -hmm. in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that it can't be undone after that. Yeah. That's why. That's yeah, why. You could try to repurpose that. You're probably going to get canceled in the process. <laughs> I was going to make a book called Mind Tweets. <laughs> <laughs> with the hit with the font the storm font or whatever it is i don't know if it'll sell i'm not so sure yeah I'm and spell so sure. tweets with two s's on the end oh, that's okay. <laughs> like little it. lightning bolts yeah self-publish that one yeah I think, I think probably so uh yeah my life is a failed artist in paris uh yeah the uh mm. Interesting concept. Have you seen what happens when you take, uh, like, this is new to me. I'm always the last person culturally to find these things out. You, this is probably old news. But when you take the transgender flag, which has the, the half diamond, and then it's got the stripes, if you take that and you put, like, four of them together, how it forms a Nazi swastika, if you oh. put it all, like, all going in different directions, you put them together. I haven't seen that. Yeah. I mean, you could probably do anything. You know, like we could take our penises and put yeah. them in a certain, you now know, get enough guys in I'm the room. I'm not going to do that. You don't know what you're going to do, Matt. Not... <laughs> Wait. Wait. Drink so, up, it's children. It's early in the day. I know. Drink up, children. Is that why you keep asking me to drink tequila? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, exactly. You're a right. handsome man. Um, I I want you guys, I want to get your reaction to something. I, I like to do this. Sarah will tell you, I like to spring things on people <laughs> and they just don't know where we're going on stuff. That's why, like Ian said, what do you want to talk about today? I was like, oh, well. Um, I want to spring this on you. I know you guys have seen these people because they are plethora. Um, but play that. Um, I'm counting them down because I don't want to say the name. Play the third clip you have on the list. Play it. So President Biden has announced that he is running for re-election and it's likely going to be him versus Donald Trump in 2024. And if you're not supporting President Biden, you're not supporting America. He's been one of the most productive presidents in American history. I mean, he passed the infrastructure bill, the American Rescue Plan, the CHIPS Act, the PACT Act. I mean, I could go on for forever, but what do the Republicans have to show the American people? An indicted former president taking rights away from women and insurrection? The choice is clear. We will not be supporting the radical Republican party in 2024. Instead, we'll be supporting President Biden and the Democrats and their amazing policy. All right. <laughs> so the Sis, the Sisson kid, what's his first name? Harry, right? Uh, have you seen this guy? Have you yeah. seen his stuff? Yeah, it's kind of hard know his to miss name, these but days. I've seen Harry it, Sisson. Yeah. Right. There's a couple of them. There's actually. a couple of them. They, and all, they all look alike. They all have the hair going everywhere, <laughs> yeah. and they, you know, the Dash Dabrowski guy yep. and. 
They're modeling it after Dash, that wild Dash, mania. Dash, yeah, that's the deal. And that guy's got the meth mouth and the deep set eyes and the and like <laughs> he like he just got out of bed. He's an actor too. He was an actor, like a child actor back in the day. And yeah. I, I think that they're just doing this character, this high intense mania, uh, and they're aiming it at politics because there's a built in audience for it. And then they get followers and then they're like, Wow, I can make a career out of this. I don't have to work at Starbucks anymore. Yeah, they're getting paid for it. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it's a it's a shill game in that regard. Um but like, like I would love to smack my kid around if they acted like that. Now again, it's not that, like, it's all in how they're acting. Like that's the thing that kind of irritates you, like a sandpaper in the saddle, right? What they're saying is ludicrous enough a lot of the times. I would like to have that conversation with somebody, but you you can't talk to that. Like you you can't have a conversation with that type of deal and there's a ton of them the ton of them that are doing this stuff now right um and they're saying it so just straight-faced this stuff that just absolute garbage they're they're almost their tone is very weird because they're saying things that are supposed to be positive but their tone sounds a little angry yeah why are you mad about right, it like you're why are you so angry you're talking about what a good job joe biden is doing so you say yeah why why are you yelling at me about yeah. it yeah Matt, it's weird why, why is everybody so militant well you know well firstly i think you know it goes back to that love not hate <laughs> Remember that? love yeah. love not hate if you see him i was like what it's not very loving <laughs> Look, I actually tweeted about this, I think it was either today or yesterday, is I would love to put my 17-year-old mm. on. I saw a, your tweet on that. Yeah, yeah because mm. he's better looking than these he's guys. Very he's handsome. very smart. He's very intelligent. Yeah, he's, he's well-spoken. Yeah, but I'm not going to pimp my kid out on social media. I mean, that, Come that, on. That's the thing. All right, then. <laughs> I'll, I'll pay. <laughs> All right. You convinced me. <laughs> no, but, you know, I'll, uh, uh, yeah. college tuition yeah no but so i, I think that uh, it's one of those things where the, as you said is it's about that they're actors they they don't really have much talent but what they can do is they can they can find a niche in the market and and again with re, with reality television and with with social media it's kind of like encouraged to be as big as you possibly can and as outrageous as you possibly can Dylan Mulvaney being case in point, right? I mean, that, you know, he's the actual poster child. Is the poster child for it, right? Because these guys, they're like, listen, if we do this, then we're going we're gonna to make millions of dollars. We might get someone to, uh, to sponsor us. And, and that's what it's all about. It's all, it's, but like you said, Sarah, it's, it's very odd because what they're saying contradicts yeah. How they're saying their attitude doesn't match the message. Well, it's that's almost sure. like yeah. they're they're being put up to it and they don't believe in what they're saying. Mm, yeah. Curious. It's funny how that works. Not right? to overload the conversation with Hitler, but like he did the same. <laughs> we thing. haven't, you know, historically speaking, I don't think we've we've showcased Hitler enough. So let's 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 showcase Adolf for a moment. He would go up on stage and be like, "And they're the bad, and they want to destroy, and the thing is horrible." That's a good point. For the love of Germany, and everyone's like, "Yay!" So like. That's not, he was, he would use that word love at the end and then, but it was never, it wasn't loving the way he would talk. Yeah. And so I'm always looking out for people that are doing similar things like that. I love that you brought up tone, yeah. this guy's tone. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I don't know if you've been to the museum over here, but they've got uh, Hitler's oh. keys and his blood on a handkerchief from the assassination attempt and Eva Braun's hat over there. We should get him And an there. original Mein Kampf. 
Yeah. Oh, nice. So, yeah, you need to go over there and see that. Fascinating. So much uh, to learn from that. That, Dude. I really, that really is a great point because it's not just that. It's also reflected in the policies that they're enacting and the, you know, the tyrannical way in which they govern. Like, it's feeling a little Hitlerish in here. Well, they're labeling people with the extreme MAGA. Mm-hmm. Every time mm-hmm. Joe Biden opens his mouth or whoever's tweeting for him says something, it's, it's the extreme MAGA crowd. You start, again, labeling people so you classify them and then they become non-persons. That's very... Uh, right and then you take your government agencies and weaponize them against you know seemingly half of the population who believes differently than you well look at look at the thing with joe biden and anthony blinken and 51 intel agents now that they i mean they've basically caught them red-handed with holding information and pushing disinformation and what's going to happen with any of that is anything going to happen of course not this is the first i've heard of it the who are the 51 dudes yeah I mean, people with the highest security clearances, uh, intel agents. And he so. used it in the debates. I mean, that, that was the thing. I mean, they're, they're very crafty. But I would like to say this. You know, if you look at the way that the Democrats approach things, they're very exploitative, right? So, look, if Joe Biden was my grandfather or my father, I would say, you know what, dude? Have some dignity. Like, you're making yourself look a fool. You're going out there. But, you know, Jill just, like, wheels him out, you know, with Jim Henson. Gives him, like, working him behind. You know, move the arms. Yeah. Uh, and the same thing with these kids. Like, we wouldn't do it. Like, we're not going to ask our kids to go into these things. And, you know, part of me, I, I did. I thought, you know, it would be great to show the other side. But most parents don't want to exploit their kids in that way. But these people just roll them out. Yeah. And they don't care about what that's going to mean in you know, 20 years time for that individual. Or, when the or frontal what, cortex actually develops and they get, look back and go, that was kind of silly. Well, when they have to start paying taxes. Yeah. Well, I responded to Harry Sisson the other day, which, you know, is like farting in the wind. But I, I said, because he was talking about how 18-year-olds don't get to do this and don't get to do that and make their choices for reproductive rights and all these things. And, you know, how dare you? But yet you expect us to fight for the country, but yet we don't have a say in this and that and, and, and all. He goes, this, that's a very fascist way. And I'm summarizing what he said. And I said, well, actually, the founding fathers would agree with what you have a problem with because in their opinion you shouldn't even be able to vote unless you were a landowner in the head of a family so it's not as fascist as you think it's more founding father ideology um so again if you don't know history and you listen to this rambling rhetoric that goes on that's why i say if he were my kid i would sit down and say listen son it's not that you're saying it it's how you're saying it that let's let's analyze that because you're real angry here and we're living in a world where everybody's angry it seems these days Is it, so. you think it's uh, reality tv like that whole mm-hmm. reality tv uh phenomenon started with what survivor or big brother right around that era mm-hmm. someone said that there was the writer's strike in hollywood in 2007 that caused the culture war i mean it was i think it was maybe tongue-in-cheek but it was because it, it caused the apprentice yeah. to become super popular and then, a great point actually yeah. Donald Trump. Interesting thing. It's interesting to think about. Yeah, but of course it wasn't the cause. It was just yeah. uh, maybe an enhancing moment. Catalyst. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, again, I, in the intro to my book, Am I Crazy? I, one of the things I said is social media did that. Is social media gave everybody a false sense of fame and it gave them a platform whether they deserved it or not. And so now everybody has their own, basically, a television network. It's just on Facebook or YouTube. So, you know, some, you, some are responsible enough to use it and some don't know how. Using anger for views and money is t- terrifying. I mean, it's probably yeah. been happening since the dawn of time. Of course. 
some but uh, well i think you know going back to your point about um reality television if you think about the the way that reality television grew right it started like the first one was really was survivor right and they didn't really care about what you look like or any of those things right so so let me step back a second up until that point it was scripted television where you had people that would sit and they'd say there's a bad guy and there's a good guy and there's a conflict between this and then the bad guy loses the good guy triumphs normally in the end he triumphs in the end so then we had reality television where it was you start you know those lines start getting blurred right because you get something like the apprentice where amorosa you know for example behaves badly and guess what she gets millions of dollars in endorsements and mm -hmm. gets promoted and people are like hey this is good people want to see this like car accident so then what they start doing is is contriving these negative things mm -hmm. these these negative confrontations and these you know ridiculous situations because they're like oh any you know it's like any attention is good attention okay so that that moves things up to another level and then the same thing happens with the Kardashians, which I think has, has had like such a damaging um, effect on society, especially when it comes to women and the way that they feel about the way they look, mm -hmm. right? Because that has normalized plastic surgery. It's normalized this unrealistic view. And by the way, a view that m the majority of men don't find attractive, like this, this, this plastic kind of look of people. So I think that all these things together have brought us to where we are and then what we've done is we have social media that all of a sudden you don't have to get on NBC. You don't yeah. have to get on Survivor. You don't have to get on The Apprentice. You just go on your cell phone and off you go. And watch the reels. Right. And so, so like you were saying, Ian, is, is, yeah, the more outrageous they are, they're just learning from the success of people yeah. for the past 20 years. Well, let's go to a break. And when we come back, I want to talk about where critical thought and complexity of thought fits into the rage atmosphere that we've got. How do you navigate through that? All right. All right, guys. It's uh, hard to trust anything anymore, as Matt was saying. Uh, the most important institutions in our world are being systematically destroyed. And I hope that you are prepared for the worst. Many of you are not. True freedom comes from self-reliance. That means having emergency food on hand. So I want you to build your food foundation with a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. Every one of those kits provides 2,000 calories every day for what you need to get through tough times. Breakfast, lunch, dinners, drinks, snacks. The food is good. It's delicious, actually. And your whole family is going to appreciate it, and certainly they're going to love it. So um, order yours today. You're going to get a free gravity-powered uh, Alexa Pure water filtration system valued at $279 as a bonus that's a great deal so it actually turns tap water into trusted water so with this offer your food and water needs are covered in a crisis your three-month kit and the free alexa pure pro are all shipped to your doorstep in discreet boxes with free shipping included so don't put it off anymore tomorrow may be too late and i want you to take advantage of this incredible offers offer at mypatriotsupply.com that's mypatriotsupply.com we'll be right back All right. Something that's been a big deal for me for a long time is the loss of critical thinking. Um, I, I, you know, I one of the biggest things that I always push on everybody uh, is or try to remind them is that, that critical thinking in a lot of ways starts when you can say, OK, I, I believe this. I'm saying this. I'm very passionate about this. But am I wrong? Where am I wrong? How am I wrong? And if you can start to prove yourself wrong. I, I, you're, you're, now you're thinking critically on stuff, right? How, how do we, 
as you made the comment earlier, I mean, saying if I were Joe Biden's son, I'd get off the crack pipe and I'd come in there and I'd say, Dad, this is you might want to change this. Would you take less naked selfies? Yeah, exactly. Okay. But but I would also say that about Trump, right? I, I would I, I wish somebody would have pulled Trump aside and could have had the voice to say, Don, <laughs> relax a little bit on some of this stuff. Um, so when we live in this in this bombardment atmosphere of you know media is is coming at us twenty four seven they're making up stories because they got to have something to say social media is coming at us constantly we can't get off of it we're inundated with um, with information true and false and we have to decipher through that our brains have turned to mush can we get back to a critical critical state of thinking Ian yeah. Um, a lot of it, I think, has to do with fasting, to be honest. Like, your gut health is so intricately woven in with your thoughts. Um, not only being addicted to food is a problem, because that'll distract you and make you nuts, but, like, just being able to bend and stretch without having to tense up your, your chest right here so that the acid in your stomach doesn't go up into your heart. Yeah. Like, if you don't have acid in your stomach because you haven't been eating a lot of acidic foods, you can relax this area, which just gives... I, I found such such brain health. Also, finding joy in being wrong. Like... Like failing, failing, failing is a, can be a learning tool to become better at what you're doing. It doesn't have to be like the end of what you did. Um, and I find that in conversation, uh, I said earlier, I was t- saying that I like to trigger people because that's why part of what I like about Dylan Mulvaney is he's triggering people. But I think I like triggered me. Yeah. <laughs> I like triggering people that need that I think need to be like activated to, to yeah. maybe see to see things a little different. Than, than what they are. Maybe trigger's not the right word then. But um, I don't know. I can only do so much for myself. And then I'm like, how, how, how do you instill critical thinking in someone else? Yeah. Hey, listen, I like to learn, right? I mean, doesn't everybody like to learn? Uh, I, I, most of the things, I, I have a, my mentor always told me, he said, you know, people don't learn things in good times. That's just not, like, you're sitting in class and you're, that's not enjoyable. When you're sitting there in a calculus class and they're trying to teach you something, that you have to be stretched and challenged, right? Well, that's true in concepts as well. You know, it's fascinating um, because whenever I have the abortion debate with people, um, I'm glad you finished that sentence. I thought you were saying when I had the abortion. No, I whenever like, I have the abortion debate with people, uh, a lot of times the argument is, well, a woman should be allowed to terminate her baby because she's poor because the baby will grow up poor because the baby won't have. And it really, it bothers me a lot because I think to myself, you guys think that, that some, that, that, you know, tribal tribulation and, and, and all of this is somehow bad. It actually makes people's character better, right? What you go through shapes who you are and you have the perspective and you've gained that. And we live in a society where, Nobody wants anybody to feel any sort of, you know, tribulations, to, to go through anything hard, to go through anything severe. We're saying we are tossing a life aside because they might be poor. Yeah. That's really troubling to me because that's a society who thinks that you should have the world handed to you on a silver platter. You shouldn't have to work for anything. You shouldn't have to go through anything. You should just get whatever it is that you want. And if your life isn't perfect, then it's not worth living. Yeah. I mean, at least by American standards, I've been pretty poor. <laughs> I was still happy to be alive. Right. You know? Right. I've definitely, the darkest times in my life where I became the strongest. Mm -hmm. I became a really good actor when I was severely depressed doing YouTube videos, getting shoved out of Hollywood. Like they're like, this is, this guy's too real. He's going to call us out. 
and I, I was going to kill myself. I was like, this is it. My whole life, I thought I was going to be an actor. But then what I just, after that came out of that darkness, I was a better actor. I was like, I had control of the hate. I can, mm-hmm. I can channel it now. I actually know what it feels like. I can recreate it and I can focus it. Mm-hmm. Well, you have, a, you have a lot of, uh, you have a spectrum of emotions to, to pull from, which you only get. I mean, I come from a very poor background in the UK, single parent struggled on the all the way up and it it definitely made me a better actor because i'm like how can you go to the places yeah. that i've been to you know you can't if you've never experienced it but the other thing is one of the most damaging things i think and we kind of i, I don't want to say we trivialize it but we don't really talk about it as much is the notion of my truth like that is so damaging because you can't learn anything unless you are trying to find out the truth of something, mm. like what it actually is, rather than what it is to you, right? Because you can be subjective, but what really matters is objectivity in that situation. Yeah. So the truth is what matters. And what you hear all the time is, well, that's my truth, that's your truth. You know, that, no, there is the truth. Well, if nothing is ever wrong, then how can anything ever be right? Therefore, how can you learn? Because again, if, if two plus two is five, that's wrong. They're actually now making that debate that to say that's wrong is racist. You know, how do you ever learn anything? Because that's, that's, you know, it's, it's, it's facetious. It's ludicrous, right? Mm-hmm. But that's where we're at. I agree that their, their objective truth is really what you're ideally striving for but i wonder i feel like you have to draw a line eventually i I was hanging out with michael knowles and i drew a six on a piece of paper and i said what is this number just as a thought experiment i put it down upside down in front of him and he was like this is a nine i was like well this is a six and we're both right we're both speaking the truth and we are both correct but at some point i could turn the paper on its side and be like that is an e that is a squiggly snail um and like it becomes psychotic if i can't if we can't find some form of subjective agreement on this objective state of reality well, well that- here's, the, here's the difference with that though you wrote it as whatever you wrote it as with an intent right it didn't it didn't become a nine because he sees it upside down it is a six and your intention is that it, it is a six right the concept of it outside of reality is it's a six so the the issue is do you understand someone else's perspective on that given where they're sitting? That's one thing. But the reality of it doesn't change, right? Because it can't. It, well, it's like I said a minute ago where I said, by American standards, I've been poor. But I've also been in third world countries where I knew that um, what abject poverty really looked like, right? And how by, joyous are they? It, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and it, so it's, again, it's a perspective thing, right? Where you're coming from. Um, I, was, I was seeing an interview the other day with, with a, a gal from North Korea, and she, she said, we don't have a word for depression because in this communist utopia, we're not depressed. So there's no word for it in, in the language. You know, it's not allowed. Um, and, and again, I think perspective is a, is a major deal, right? That's why for me to hear Harry Sisson go off the way he does, I, I, I'm like, You've never really been through anything. So from my perspective as a 50-year-old man who's raised four children, I've, I've been through all these different tribulations in life, successes and failures. You know, I'm a whole Rudyard Kipling's if, right? So if I hear you say that, it's like a, it's like a 20-year-old pastor telling me how to live my life. Uh, uh, 
You, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying your perspective ain't fully developed there. And that's why, you know, at the older we get, wisdom should be that we have a broad spectrum of vision versus this young man's laser vision, which a laser can be used to help and heal. It can be used to destroy. So, uh, again, it's all about perspective. I want to hear more on that, though. We're going to skip the monologue in the next deal, by the way. That's like... I want to talk about this stuff. Empathy. You're, I think you guys are kind of talking about understanding the other person's perspective or where they're coming from when they're saying what they think that truth is. That's like empathy to me. Like, it's not sympathy. It's not that I agree with you or that I even like you. It's just that I understand yeah. your perspective or maybe just that I understand more than just your perspective, but that I can start to understand yeah. your perspective i want to talk about some of that gut health that ian was talking about oh, let's go with that uh, we will texas superfoods man i tell you what i love this stuff uh i like to, first of all i like doing business with people that i know and can trust and i share their values founder of texas superfoods is a veteran he's a texan he's a homeopathic doctor he's committed himself to help getting you out of the american medical system which is they keep you just sick enough to keep you dependent on them but they want he wants you to be able to take your health into your own hands so he developed texas superfoods as a vine ripened antioxidant rich raw natural fruits and vegetables um you know you got to keep your immune system up and in good condition and working and there's a bunch of garbage out there on the market that tries to fix the symptoms to your health issues without actually fixing your issues now the simple truth is that your body when properly fed it's got an amazing ability to ward off and even fight disease i like taking texas superfoods i live on the road i'm traveling all the time it's a constant battle for me in so many different ways but i like to be able to keep on functioning at my best and i want you to do the same thing so do me a favor head over to texassuperfoods.com give them a try that's texassuperfoods.com we'll be right back oh matt 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 do you think there's any um Speaking of perspective, do you, you know, my, my manager, we used to say all the time, he had sitcoms on, you know, great sitcoms, and, and he was responsible for a lot of those. And, and um, I used to, he'd say, there's no hope for Hollywood. There's no hope, no hope. Because he had this, he was an Obama Democrat, and he had a conversion experience and just totally, and he just said, there's no hope for Hollywood. And, and I, I tend to agree at that point. We talk about parallel economy from the entertainment perspective. How realistic is it to go out and be able to make movies, to make messages with a point, um, everything from comedy that a lot of people are trying to do now with their sketches as well as the stand-up? What, what's, the, what's the route for um, the entertainment industry to take? Well, I think funding is the most important thing. Like it all comes thing. down to money, doesn't it? It, it does. I mean, it, it just does, and the left understands the importance of that and conservatives don't for the most part you know they don't as we said before like they don't understand that um politics is downstream from culture yeah uh, if you want to test that imagine if matthew mcconaughey runs for the governor of um texas and see how he does right because he's had three billion dollars that the the movie industry puts about three billion dollars a year into into advertising and if you look and say well you know, let's say Reign of, Fi uh, Reign of Fire, right, that movie, he's the face of it, you know, mm -hmm. Christian Bale or, or, you know, all the other movies that he's done, Wolf of Wall Street, and there's a significant amount of publicity and funds that go behind the individuals to promote that film, right, those films. So, so that's really important. And, and also, um, there are the people out there 
that can make this stuff. And we're not even now talking about making things for the right. We're just talking about making good content. Just good stuff, yeah. Just good stuff, you know, that's that's not woke, that isn't forcing agendas. Uh, And as you've seen, like with the Super Mario movie, which is decidedly non-woke, it's pushing a billion dollars, you know, and mm-hmm. everyone's loving it. So, you know, the, 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 um, the, the supply, there's a supply and demand, right? The, de- the demand is there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all we need to do is understand that people have to invest and it's not just a one and done. There's a reason why Obama went to Netflix, right? right. Because it's, it's, that is number one film is the ultimate art because it, it encompasses all the other arts, you know, writing, sound, visuals, uh, performance, music. It combines everything. So we should be involved in it anyway as a, as a culture. Uh, but if we don't, then we don't get to effectively communicate uh, what we believe in and, and what, we, what we hold dear. So it's really important that we do that. Um, but we need people to put money up and say, hey, listen, you know, this, you can't be doing it like one movie at a time and, oh, this is a Christian movie, so which inevitably are bad. Uh, you know, nobody really wants to watch them. They go along and they like nod and they go, oh, this is really great, but really they don't think it is. So we, we really need to invest in great things yeah. um, for there to be a change. Why don't, why don't we just leave a vacuum, Ian, in the entertainment space and just say, let the devil have it. Just The devil will take it. <laughs> I've found, although maybe you can tame the devil and use the devil. I don't know if that's people have tried that in the past and failed. Maybe I don't know if that's possible, but that's when I talk about controlling the hate within me. It's like, I am both God and evil, like devil and and God combined. And it's like, what aspect are you going to see of me today? Mm -hmm. I'm kind of right now, like, I I think there is a vacuum. So I'm desperately trying to fill it up with something amazing and like artful, like, like the, the best movie the best comedy of the last 19 years is what we need to make that has to happen mm-hmm. it, and it will happen if we focus on and i'm like past the money i'm done with the money i understand the businesses want to like get their things and, and fun and build these beautiful spaces but like i'm i'm done i'll take one percent on the back end that's all i want and i want to make th- the best movie that kids can it's undeniable like that's better than than biden and the better than tv and better than that's where I'm at personally. I mean, there are people that need to focus on the money, though. I think you need all types for this industry to function. Otherwise, it wouldn't be an industry. But I'm back in like the crazy artist mode right now. Yeah. Well, well you're already talking about fasting, so you're willing to be a starving artist, okay? Literally. <laughs> yeah, it you're feels good. good You've been practicing to... for that shit. So. Yeah. Dude, Matt, I want to hear about your fast. You just did five-day fast. I did fast. five days, yeah. Yeah. I did five days. It was awesome. Like straight, was it saltwater fast? Was there it food? was, yeah. I discovered on like the third day that I needed to take Himalayan salt in my water. Yeah. yeah I didn't get that, but uh, it was incredible. <laughs> I, five days. I, I can't even imagine. I mean, I've done a couple days, but not five. Well, and you know, if it, and I think you've fasted. You, have you yeah, fasted? yeah, yeah. Like after, you, after the first 48 hours, you're like, meh. And you realize yeah. that you have a lot of time. That's the first thing. You, don't, you forget how much time you spend right. like eating. Mm-hmm. And pursuing Especially me. <laughs> chasing after eating thinking about it all the time i mean because you actually think about it a lot initially you're like well shouldn't i be eating right now and and that um i can't remember it's called next so so the the hunger hormone ghrelin like stops being produced right Mm -hmm. so you're not hungry anymore and then you start you do switch over and everyone talks about like ketosis and but your body is meant to 
uh, operate both on carbohydrates and on ketones. Right. So it, it flushes your whole system out. Just, just the greatest thing. And it reset my my insulin levels as well because I was working out a lot and not dropping any weight. And I did that. It did, it did make me hyper-focused. I slept really well. Like all the things that they say it did for me. But the one thing I have to say is that I was, I never fully got rid of the hunger. Like so, but again, that was a spiritual thing for me. Like I got to deal with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I overcome that? Hang tight, hang tight, hang tight. All right, let's do this thing. Let's talk about cleaning our guns. <laughs> let's talk, let's talk about that. We got to go to a break. We got to this. Always the clock. Um, hey, you've been hearing me talk about Barrel Buddy. Uh, you got that necessary hassle in your life, and that is if you own a gun, you got to clean the thing, all right? I don't like doing it, uh, mostly because I got a lot of guns, um, and there's a lot to clean. So it's a dirty job. You got to do it. The patches you use are messy. They're inefficient. The rope cleaning elements, uh, like those things don't work. They're not good. They hide the dirt. You don't know if it's clean or not. So. Our buddies over at Barrel Buddy did a heck of a job. Uh, They created these things that compress to fill the interior of your gun's barrel, and they make sure to clean the rifling grooves, and it comes in seven different sizes to match any caliber firearm. And Barrel Buddy's composed of polymers that don't leave behind the residual particles, so it's safer as well. It's an amazing concept. It, it cleans. And I know the people who watch the show say, well, that glass tube we just saw, it needs rifling. I promise you, I've tried it on my firearms. It works. It cleans by scrubbing and collecting the particulates, absorbs any remaining residue. It buffs the interior surface clean, and you can even lubricate your firearm while you're cleaning them. So it's an important step, cleaning your gun. So be a responsible gun owner and do so with Barrel Buddy. It's a totally new concept and better way to take care of your firearms. So get some today. I guarantee you're going to love them. Go to BarrelBuddy.com. That's BarrelBuddy.com. We'll be right back. Uh, We talked about all the good stuff during the break. This show's over with. Screw it. It's done. (laughs) Here's what we're going to do, people. A couple things. This show, when it starts to wind down, it winds down fast. But I want you two to stick around, and I want you to do an overtime segment with me, which is why you guys need to be subscribers at Blaze TV so you don't miss stuff like this. Um, And then we'll put it on next week or the week after, something like that. It's going to be a good conversation because I want to revisit some of the stuff we talked about during the break, and you people are in the dark, and so I'm just rambling to myself. But before this show runs out of time, let me give some adequate, adequate opportunity for you guys to talk about what you're doing where people find you, how they could support you, all the good stuff. Ian. You can find me at Ian Crossland. Really anywhere on the internet, social media, at Ian Crossland. It's my full name. IanCrossland.net's the website that'll portal you through to other things that I do. And also, TimCast IRL. I'm a co-host on that show with Tim Poole every uh, weeknight, Monday through Friday, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube.com slash TimCast IRL. That's hot. And when I was on Tim's show, when I was on y'all's show, I sat in your seat. I wasn't you were even there. there. You, yeah, you were I was there. You were, out, you were out of there. I feel you. And I, I, I got to play with all your stuff. Oh, that cool. Sits the there. gems. Yeah. Did you see the Aquamarine? Yeah. That thing was. I love that thing. Yeah. The, the, I mean, I was looking at the stuff. I was scared to touch it, but I, I felt put the your aura. hands all over it. It's yours. <laughs> vibrating crystals. I always, I always say, you know, we got the invitation to come up there. My girlfriend CJ. I was like, I think they were inviting you, and and I just got to tag along or something like that. They, they you know, they, they bring in the pretty girls, and I'm just there. I am. She's I into it. crystals. Yeah, she. I don't know. She sat over there, and you know, we got into a big fight that night because she said I sounded dumb on the show. I was like, "You did not sound dumb." She's watching it back, and I was like, 
you did not sound dumb. You got tongue tied once on mm. something, and she goes, "I sounded dumb." Own it. And she was like, and she was like, and I was like, "Baby, you were great." She's like, "Don't you tell me I was great." <laughs> they just want you to listen. <laughs> I mean, like I heard, I heard the demonic manifestation come out of. Don't you tell me I was great. This and then did you I say, you. "Do you remember five months ago when you didn't pass the sugar?" And you were like, <laughs> "I've always said women don't get hysterical as much as they get historical. They pull that stuff up from the past." Um, what are you working on? What do you got going on, Matt? I've actually got a movie coming out pretty soon, but I can't talk about it yet. Yeah. It's all secret. So funny when you say that, like when I say that it's a joke, you mean it. Yeah, no, I do yeah. mean it. Yeah. I'm still kind of managing to do that. So that's coming out. But, and I'm, I'm kind of getting used to this like kind of Twitter thing. I don't really do the Instagram, the Instagrams on the interwebs. I'm, like I'm still a little bit like, I find it very difficult to I'm go out I'm not good at any of it, but I, I like it. Yeah. What's your Twitter? Matthew D. Marsden. Did you go from like zero to a hundred thousand or some crazy? Yeah. Um, uh, so when I, when I kind of like came out and started talking, because I'd always not be political, even though I got canceled. Cause I'm like, you know, and then when the, the whole COVID thing came, I'm like, oh, no, I'm not having this. And so I started like opening my mouth and, um, yeah. people See, kind of like you were schoolboy on, on what Rambo five, four, four. Like you saved Rambo, you were the sniper. I did save Rambo, saved and, Rambo and actually, flight. in that, I was meant to take over the franchise from him. True, you told true me story. that. I forgot. Yeah, that's yeah. right. We should do a movie like that, regardless. Oh yeah, yeah. Spin off. Yeah, you yeah. did a really good independent film that you made. Yeah, I am that man. Yeah. I am that man. That's a great. That was a great little. Yeah, film. I got. I got because I was very frustrated with after I did Black Hawk Down, and I spent a lot of time working with the. Um, with the special operations community and the military on the whole, they were very frustrated with the way that they were being depicted mm. in movies in general. I mean, not in Black Hawk Down. Black Hawk Down is still considered to be like the depiction of uh, modern warfare. They're, they're, they're very happy with that. But um, I just kept hearing them say, I'm frustrated with this and that. We're not all like drinkers or suicidal or this. So what I did was I wrote this screenplay and incorporated all the things that they that they really were annoyed about yeah and kind of did my own thing with it sent it out to a couple of my friends one friend of mine who's in a seal team six guy and another friend of mine got um got really badly injured uh in iraq and they sent me their notes and i incorporated them and what's really funny just shows you what hollywood's like when they saw the movie they were like you actually put what we said in the movie. I'm like, that's the reason why I asked for yeah. your advice, you know, because I wanted to do a, a, a fair portrayal of what a war fighter goes through when he comes home. And uh, it's been received really well from the veteran community, which is why I did it. There's yeah. a lot of like secret sauce in there for, uh, for returning veterans. Yeah. What's that movie called? I Am That Man. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah check it out. It's All a good right. movie. Yeah. It's a good movie. And in the overtime, we'll talk about some of the challenges that, everybody faces it in the art world like you know when i say art of this music comedy film television we all have some experience in all of that deal and then you know um it kind of sucks because it's something you really love and it's something that you really appreciate the avenue and the vehicle that the arts bring it's a message right it's a way to deliver a message and it's in many ways being taken away from some important voices out there. Oh, man. You know? the, 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 the financial co-optation of art is terrifying. Same with religion. That's mm -hmm. part of my issues with churches. Is Thank the, you. Is the yes. finance. Yeah. The message is really where it's at. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, I, make, make sure you're following these guys. And, and Matt, you're doing a good job on the Twitter thing. I'm getting there. You're exacerbative. I like that. You, you know how to needle it a little bit and, and, and kind of twist the... Well, I just don't back down. And they yeah. don't like that. And because, you don't have to. No, and because I'm... Again, it's one of those things is as you get older uh, and you become, you know, I'm 50, like you now, just turned 50. You're kind of like, there's that old man, like, I don't care anymore what you think. This get is off who my I lawn. am. Yeah. It is. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. And for those of you who just happened maybe to notice a little while ago that we didn't mention it, Sarah's gone. Sarah had to go upstairs you, and do something. I don't know. She's, that <laughs> she vanished. That's some, <laughs> that's some uh, creative stuff right there. Oof. Um, Working with Tim Poole, that's an interesting cat, man. I'll tell you what. We went in there, and he's doing his little finger skateboards and the whole thing and stuff, and I'm just like chilling in this in the compound up there. I love Tim. He has a Tim's mastery a good dude, of, man. of mania. Mania. I used to think people would call me manic in the early days when I was starting my YouTube career. Yeah. Ian, you're manic. What's, you're not the same guy. And then I learned later, mania is a kind of love. It's an obsessive love. And like when you're a businessman or a business owner and you have this manic obsession with creating and doing this thing, uh, it can be put off-putting to people that don't understand it. But if you've been through mania, it's I, I need to be around those people personally because they inspire me to make stuff yeah. and to get better and to challenge myself. I cannot drop the ball. Like I'm with the top of the top. That's what it feels like working with Tim. Yeah, and, you, and you're sitting there, you know, probably never know who's going to show up, who's no. going to be the next person to walk through the door. Sometimes I don't even look at the schedule beforehand. It's yeah. so cool. Yeah. I, I can somewhat relate to that in that you're you're here at the Blaze. You know, you never know who Glenn Beck's got in the dressing room next door to mine, and you walk in there and it's like, oh, the president's here. It's it's, it's kind of weird the way that works out, but I appreciate your work. I appreciate what you do. I appreciate your voice. And and Matt, you're my buddy, man. I, I've I dude, this has been long overdue, and there's things we're we're about to. I'm so excited that the Blaze is about to go further into the comedy realm of creating sketch and creating so we've made some big changes around here i'm pretty excited about so i want i want you to get involved with some of that stuff right we're on. doing here because we, we're about to do some acting around here dude we've got a movie premiere premiere that's coming out next thursday night on the blaze and uh haven't made the big announcement on that but i'm gonna be uh i'm gonna be doing the uh the live stream intro to that movie next thursday evening awesome. so yeah it's a funny movie too it's called uh well i won't say it I won't say it. I don't know if I can say it Smart. yet. It's teasing. He's teasing. Can we say it? I'm teased. No, I didn't think so. I'm activated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it, I watched it last night, and I was like, okay, I'm going to watch a little teaser. I watched a little screener. I watched the whole effing thing. Dude, I was, I was mesmerized by really? it. Really? Legit comedy. I mean, just the nuance that they did. That they did. It's hilarious. So, and... Anyway, all right, let's do this thing. Uh, let's take one more break, and then we'll uh, wrap it up. Look, you guys, uh, you did the tough thing during COVID. You paid your people that worked for you, and you pulled your business through the pandemic. Now, doing the tough thing could qualify you for up to $26,000 per employee at covidtaxrelief.org. Listen closely. Government funds are available to reward companies with two or more employees who stayed open during COVID. It's not a loan and you don't have to pay it back. Now, the program is it's complicated, but nobody knows more about it than the CPAs and tax experts over at covidtaxrelief.org.org. You pay nothing up front. They do all the work. They share a percentage of the cash they get you. Now, businesses of all types, including nonprofits and churches, can qualify, including those who took PPP loans, even if you had increases in sales. So you did the tough thing for your employees during COVID. Let covidtaxrelief.org help get you up to $26,000 per employee. Visit covidtaxrelief.org. That's covidtaxrelief.org. We'll be right back.
All right, today was a wild day. I'm I'm excited about it. Thanks to Sarah Gonzalez for sitting in, Matthew Marsden for hanging out, Ian Crossland. Make sure you check these guys out. Follow them. They are thinkers. They are entertainers. They are artists. They're people that uh, that should stir you up and uh, and make your imagination come alive. And and I'm appreciative of of, of people like that, particularly guys like that that know how to think. So thanks for coming on the show, guys. And. Uh, Y'all make sure you pick up the overtime that we're going to do. Come find me on the road. Um, I'm going to be all over the place. ChadPratherLive.com. We just booked a couple of nights in Tampa, so check it out. Subscribe to Blaze, blazetv.com slash Chad. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.